This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, Sammy Mazur and Tudor Pasco join us to discuss the integration between cloud backup and storage grid. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipoc. Zipoc. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the basement of my house. With me today, I have some special guests to talk to us all about cloud backup as well as other cloud aspects as it relates to uh, Storage Grid. So that's what we're going to cover specifically today. Um, But first, let's talk about who we are talking to. So Semyon Mazor is here. Semyon, what do you do here at NetApp and how do we reach you? Hi, Justin. I'm Semyon Mazor. I'm a product marketing manager in the Cloud Innovation Center in Tel Aviv. And you can reach me by my email, semyon at netup.com or on LinkedIn, Semyon Mazor. Also with us today is Tudor Pascu. So Tudor, what do you do here at NetApp and how do we reach you? Hey, Justin. Uh, I'm Tudor. I'm a technical marketing engineer. I am here representing the storage grid uh, product line, and you can reach me at tudor.pascus, so first name, that last name at netapp.com. All right. So Tudor's been around a while. He's been in several different organizations here at NetApp, and now he's landed in storage grid. So we're going to put him on the spot here in a little bit. Uh, but first, um, I just want to cover at a high level, you know, the first thing that we're talking about today, and that's cloud backup. So Semyon, um, give me your sales pitch or your overview of a cloud backup and how it works. So let's start with that, that cloud backup is a NetApp native way to protect ONTAP, which also makes it the best way to protect ONTAP because it comes from the same company that's familiar best with ONTAP. Uh, the service evolved from being a service to protect cloud volumes ONTAP specifically. And then we, we, we got requests and we see demands to protect also on-premises on top. And this thing evolves and evolves. And this is the, the largest growing service with large amount of, of customers and we keep growing and adding new capabilities in very high speed. We started protecting only NAS volumes and NAS data. And we recently added capabilities to protect also Kubernetes and the database is a virtual machine. And basically we do all that. And the idea is you can, we're using of course, SnapMirror Cloud, which is very efficient and you can easily protect it to object storage, whether on cloud or on premises, which we're going to focus on this episode and gain a better protection of your data, uh, be aligned with the three to one backup strategy, having a easy off-site uh, copy of the data and all of that with very easy and intuitive your user interface. So let's say I'm uh, a crusty old admin and I'm stuck in my ways and I want to just keep backing things up to tape and shipping them off site. What do you tell me to, to say, hey, what you're doing here is not sustainable. Like, why would I go to cloud backup instead of doing what I've been doing for years? Yeah, so most of the companies today are using NDMP to protect the data. And NDP is a, a great protocol, which NetApp also was involved in developing it, but it was built in other age, and it was not built intentionally to deal with petabyte scales, which is a common, common, common situation today. 
So in many cases, customer just doesn't meet their backup windows and the operation of the backup is very demand and it costs a lot and it's very complex. So we took all those situations and we made it much easier. So with, uh, we preserve all on top uh, storage efficiencies. We're moving the data with Snap Mirror to cloud. We doing it all, all of that combined together uh, makes the system much more efficient, which also serves to a better uh, TCO. So I think all of that together just makes it in a different level than what other companies can do to protect on top. So if I'm looking at managing this cloud backup uh, application, how do I do that? What am I using? Am I using something that I've installed on a client as an agent or am I doing it in the cloud natively? How does that work? So cloud backup is part of cloud manager, which is the console to manage all different services. Um, basically, it, it started to be oriented for the cloud, and the main uh, use case is to uh, via SaaS console, just cloudmanager.netup.com, and you can start consuming it. Uh, this is the most common and the, the first way to, to, to use that. Uh, cloud backup is one service out of them, but there's many others. Uh, recently, even a system manager was integrated and, and a bunch of other services which are part of cloud manager. Uh, but other way to consume it is to have it also on premises. Uh, there is a dark site version of Cloud Manager, and you can install it by yourself. You need, of course, to to manage it, and it in, it can be even totally disconnected from the internet. Uh, so those are the two ways to do it. So when I want to use Cloud Manager, if I want to use Cloud Manager, is it a licensed thing? Is it something I buy? Does it come with another package that I've that I've purchased? How do I get a hold of that? You, you can just uh, create user and, and enter that. And then it depends on what you are actually using. If, if it's CPO, cloud volumes on top, if it's cloud backup, if it's uh, data sense or cloud thing or other services, each has its own uh, licensing, which can be through the marketplace of the cloud, uh, cloud provider or BYOL with your account manager from NetApp. And am I paying for a single base license or am I paying per seat? Am I paying for capacity? How do you charge for those particular aspects? So the, the, those are, there are several ways to do that. Uh, most of them are capacity-based, specifically when we're talking about cloud backup, it's capacity-based, which meter on the destination. So earlier you mentioned SnapMirror Cloud is like the primary aspect of this. And when I hear SnapMirror, I think ONTAP because that's where it kind of started, right? But do I have gateways or, or paths into other storage devices in the net portfolio, or am I strictly looking at an ONTAP to ONTAP type of backup? Okay, I think this is exactly where comes the advantages of cloud backup, because there's a great way to replicate data from ONTAP to ONTAP, which is SnapMirror, and customers do that. But once you want to have a third copy of the data, which is in different format and maybe off-site, then it's becoming more complex. So this is why it was developed SnapMirror Cloud, and, and this is the underneath technology that Cloud Backup uses to move the data from one top to other independent object storage bucket, which can be on Storage Grid, which can be on AWS, on Azure, or on GCP. And of course, com- combination between them, between them. And I think this is exactly the, the difference when we are changing the format while still preserving the efficiencies and doing that directly without any media gateway, 
uh, which in many cases first misses the, the efficiencies and it's not encrypted when we fly. So we're going to be directly, everything is secured and encrypted and you have it in different formats uh, residing in an object storage. You said the efficiencies, the efficiencies are preserved and it's interesting because, you know, if we're coming from something like ONTAP and we're going into something like, you know, what we're talking about here, storage grid, how how does that efficiency get preserved? Because, you know, I, I would imagine that storage grid and ONTAP don't speak the same language when it comes to storage efficiencies. Like, how does that work? This is another uniqueness of, of cloud backup, which we're moving the data not based on the files, but on, on a block level. So we're moving the blocks themselves, and this way we also can preserve the efficiencies. So, so Tudor, you know, with the, with the storage grid side of things, like, how is storage grid understanding those blocks? Like, how does it know that we're trying to dedupe or compress these blocks? I think the key item there was that the data that's copied to storage grid is already uh, has already been processed by ONTAP storage efficiencies, and therefore it lands um, as an object that's already been deduped or compressed. I will I will add that. Um, I think object storage is a valid and even preferable method of storing data copies, right? Um, it's vastly scalable, has a reasonable price point, um, and performance-wise, it's significantly better than tape, right? Um, and object storage in, in, in general has innate resiliency features that kind of guarantee the long-term storage and retention of, of backup data. A storage good, for example, offers up to 15 nines um, of data durability. So that's a fairly significant insurance there against any kind of corruption. Okay, so let's kind of keep going with storage grid here since we're on that topic now. So tell me more about storage grid. What What is it used for? And like, what are we specifically positioning storage grid as with the NetApp portfolio? Well, storage grid in itself is a software-defined object storage solution. And we support Amazon S3 APIs. We also support Swift. But the industry momentum is, is clearly behind S3. Now you can deploy Storage Grid as, a, as an enterprise-grade appliance, or you can deploy it as a software-only solution, uh, so software-defined storage on, on physical or, or virtual servers. What's truly powerful about Storage Grid is that we can tie together both you know, appliance-based models as well as software storage, uh, software-defined storage in a single geo-distributed namespace. So multiple locations, single namespace, and within that namespace, you can create multiple service levels. So you optimize durability, protection, performance, and, and obviously location if you have any kind of uh, data affinity that you need to, to obey by. All right, so you know, with Storage Grid, we have an object storage solution. Um, what are we use? What are we? What are you seeing customers use Storage Grid the most for? I mean, are they using it strictly for a backup target, or are they using it for other things? Well, we've seen uh, a massive data growth uh, in the capacity managed by Storage Grid. Uh, we have over 2.5 exabytes of data under management, and that's just from our top 100 customers. Um, so we're delivering significant cost savings as the most common target for, for on-tap tiering using Fabric Tool, um, also known as Cloud Tiering if using Cloud Manager. But then, you know, the same infrastructure can easily accommodate long-term retention of, of backup data. And then, uh, additional to that, we've seen significant movement of AI, ML, 
workload into an S3 protocol. And we've responded to that. Uh, we've added flash-based appliances as the model, so it can support different SLAs, and uh, we're doing things like S3 Select, which is, if you remember, the old uh, VMware, VASA, VAI things. Basically, we're offloading the S3 query to the hardware in order for the AI ML applications to run to run faster. So we touched on you know the storage efficiency question with SnapMirror Cloud earlier. I did have another question about SnapMirror Cloud. So with SnapMirror, um, you know, we do incremental updates, right? So it basically changed data blocks. Is that similar with cloud backup with us? Uh, you know, SnapMirror Cloud. Are we just replicating the changes, or are we replicating the entire file over each time? Yeah, of course, it's on. It's incremental forever. So we have one time baseline. And from that, it's incremental forever, and we don't need to copy the entire file, only the changes, uh, which, of course, contributes to the, the, again, storage efficiencies and how much data should be moved, which also has less impact on the production environment, and also, of course, contributes to the lower TCO that the service can provide. So tell me a little bit about the difference between the SnapMirror Cloud incremental that would be used here and an NDMP incremental. Like, why, why would that be different here? Yeah, so when when we're using it, when customer uses NDMP, once in a while he needs to create a new baseline to copy the all his data again to the destination. And it has several aspects. So the first it consumes a compute and, and can impact the production environment, which we don't want to happen. Backup it's something that should not impact on the production. Then you have more data to, to move. So there's impact on, on the networking and the bandwidth that you're using. Third, it's how many data is stored in the destination, and this is what impacts the, the, the cost of, of the destination that you need to maintain. And the last point is that you're moving all the data. And as we said, usually there's a, a appliance, a gateway, media gateway, that when you're using it, it's not encrypted. So there's also some risk to the data itself. And once we are incremental forever, we don't need to do all that. We're also using the pointers with snapshots and moving only, saving only the changes. And this is what saved on the backup. And I'd add an, an additional benefit of using SnapMirror Cloud is you know you're doing this over an encrypted tunnel, so TLS 1.2 versus like something like NDMP, where you're not really, <laughs> you're not really able to encrypt it unless you put it over something that you're encrypting yourself, which then adds the performance overhead. Yeah, that's correct. And, and even the, for, for customers that want to, they can even use their proxies and manage the keys themselves and, and do and uh, private uh, direct uh, in terms of the networking. So, so, so there's a lot of different aspects to make it the, the most secure as possible. All right. So we've, we've covered storage grid. We've covered cloud backup. Now let's talk about the integration, like the, the Voltron of this, right? So Tudor, tell me about what's going on with cloud backup and storage grid integration. How easy is it to use and what does it actually do? I've been very impressed uh, with the concept of cloud manager plus on that plus, plus storage grid. Um, when you combine cloud tiering, fabric pool is using system manager. Um, and cloud backup and cloud sync. And then outside the cloud manager, you also have S3 Snap Mirror, and then you have Storage Grid's own replication, something called Cloud Mirror. It is a busing array of tools that facilitate the movement of data. And, and you, you, you're the conductor of data movements, right? 
Um, if you're so inclined to metaphors, imagine you're a wizard in Gryffindor, obviously it has to be Gryffindor, um, and your power is to, to replicate or tear or copy or, or move data between on-tap and storage grid with the flick of a mouse uh, in this case. And I tell you, you know, once you start using Cloud Manager, I truly expect people to sort of whisper to themselves, no, you're a wizard, Harry. Um, it's just that easy. And um, in Cloud Manager, you know, you start a clean canvas. And then you add the various on-prem or in the cloud part of your enterprise. So cloud volume on-taps, on-tap system, on-tap select system, uh, which is always near and dear to my heart. Um, and if you're familiar with, with strategy games, this will feel natural. You have various resources and you need to manage them, right? Generally speaking, you move the resources to where they are, they are needed. And, and I like this gamification of data management because it feels natural, but let's not forget that all the parts here, so Cloud Manager, ONTAP, Storage Grid, they are REST API compliant and you can create really powerful automation on top of these intuitive tools. So if, if cloud backup is the Gryffindor, is, is NDMP the Hufflepuff? <laughs> no, one, no one wants to be Hufflepuff. It's boring. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to answer that. Okay, okay. We won't, we I'll won't, take the fifth on that. We're, we're not going to bash NDMP here. It's He's, he's old. <laughs> it's served us well. It's done right. well for a long time. Yeah. It has. It has. Uh, All right. Um, so, so Sammy, I, anything to add to that integration piece there? Um, yeah, I think the, the the need to to protect or the usage to protect on top to storage grid is is nothing new, and 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 cloud backup is not the only way to do that. But this is the only native way to do that. This is the only tool that comes from NetApp to do, to, to do that. And it's the same company that, that, that has it all from ONTAP and Storage Grid and, of course, Cloud Backup. So the seamless and the best integration you can get is from NetApp, from Cloud Backup to backup the data to, from ONTAP to Storage Grid. And besides that, it gives the native experience. We have ONTAP on the source. We have a storage manual destination and cloud backup as the backup solution for that. And of course, once you use cloud backup for this use case, you can get you can have single vendor that gives you uh, the support, the, the all the purchasing uh, procedures through single vendor, which is the first party for all of that. So I think this is the the, the very nice way to to do that if if a customer is looking to protect on top to on-prem object storage, this is the best way to do that. There are other advantages, and I'm Simeon touched upon it. I just want to emphasize, right? Uh, if you're doing a three-to-one backup architecture, the two in the middle stands for two different media. So, so storing data, data copy on a separate air-gapped infrastructure uh, makes sense, right? And especially at scale, I mean, if you think about it, right? It's a completely different architecture, different authentication mechanism, uh, different way of protecting data. Uh, if you take a scenario in which the primary storage has been compromised, right? Either a bad actor or sort of software hardware defect. Um, now you have this copy of the data on a different hardware and software platform. Uh, completely separated in terms of uh, user authentication. It could mean the difference between a major catastrophe and, and just a close call. And, and when I usually present, I, I like to bring out this, this anecdote. Um, 
you remember the the old space shuttle, they had five navigation computers. Um, four of them uh, were running what was called the primary flight software subsystem. But the fifth one was running a different software that was coded by a different contractor, right? Um, now, now these computers run Windows, but you know, just a different story. The point of the, the vignette is simple. Physical redundancy and no single point of failure are important here. I understand that cloud backup is one way to move data between ONTAP and storage grid. Are there other ways to do that? Are there other things that we can use to move data? Because I would imagine that you know backup's not the only use case that we're looking at here. We're looking at data migration or you know moving data simply because you need it for on-prem processing and then back to archive and, and you know back and forth that way. So, Tudor, what sort of options do we have there? Cloud tiering or, or fabric pool is is responsible for tiering of, of old data to object storage. Um, you have cloud backup, which would be the copy, and then you have cloud sync um, that would, would replicate data from um, some some source file system or object store to to storage grid. And then the other way, right? You have cloud mirror, which would bring data from storage grid to uh, on tap S3, for example, and you can have um, steering from storage grid to someplace else. So if you were to imagine an enterprise that has, you know, I don't know, some cloud volume on taps um, and then on tap selecting some locations and then in the core data center, you have AFFs, and then in the bunker, you have um, storage grid, right? something of that nature. You can be very flexible with how you move, replicate and tier data from what platform to what. Um, maybe you want, you know, cloud volume on tap or on tap select to have some local data from core, right? Maybe you're pushing some S3 data for the purpose of doing uh, machine learning or, you know, Internet of Things at the edge. You can do that. Uh, maybe you want to replicate data from the edge um, to an AFF system for BR. So if there is a need to fail over, you fail from the branch to 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 the core data center. You can do that using snap mirror between uh, CVO and or on tap select and the AFF. But maybe other volumes don't need the DR. Maybe other volumes just need plain old backup, and then you can backup directly to storage grid. Um, I truly think that this flexibility of being able to apply tiering backup um, or just simple copying of the data at the volume level, at the data set level, um, is really important. So, Samian, you know, we're talking a lot about hypotheticals here in imagining use cases. Do we have customers actually using this today? And, and if so, what are some of those use cases? Yeah, so it, it might be a bit confusing because the name of the product is Cloud Backup, but actually what we're talking here about is fully on-prem. So on top, which can be on-prem, but it also, of course, can be Cloud Volumes on top to storage read and and have a fully on-prem backup solution. So as Tudor mentioned before, it can be great for the, to be aligned with the three to one backup strategy. And, and we have customers to do that. And we have customers that saying, okay, we have a, backup, a cloud strategy, but we, we want to do it granularly. And, and we want to have also another copy of the data to object storage, which should be on-prem. So this is exactly the scenario, the use case that we would like to, to present here and, and 
we have customers in doing that. And as we mentioned in the beginning, it even can be managed from a fully on-prem console. So even though it's called cloud backup, it can be totally disconnected from the internet to get from one top to storage grid where the management console operated on-premises. So this is one use case. Another, another topic which is very hot and, and inter interesting and, and many organizations concerned about is ransomware. So it is also another way also to protect the data and have a reliable copy of it. We also, Cloud Backup is now integrated with Snaplock and probably till this episode will be published, it, it will be released with the ability to use object lock. So you can also lock on the, the destination and storage grid and also on other object storage. So warm on the source, object on the destination. It's a very, a very good way to get protection from ransomware. And Tudor, what about you? What, what sort of use cases are, are you hearing about with customers? Like what, what actual customers are doing this today? I think there is a certain uh, scale at which maybe switching from an all on-tap solution to an on-tap plus storage grid kind of comes into play, right? So um, if you're the traditional on-tap customer, you usually have uh, source system and, and potentially a DR system, or you do some sort of replication between on-tap to on-tap, right? Um, a lot of people have moved to AFF systems, and they're using the AFFs right, both as the source as, as well as the target for, for Snap Mirror and, and Snap Vault. And to some degree, and up to a certain point in scale, that makes sense. You have a single infrastructure, a single management skill that you need to apply and, and everything is, is there on, 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 on tap on AFF. Um, but it, it reaches a point uh, in terms of scale where it just kind of makes sense to think about an optimized infrastructure for, for backup data. It just doesn't pay to, to keep the DR data and, and snap, snapball data on the AFF. And that's where adding storage grid to the solution, applying tiering policies, uh, and those same policies could be, you know, aggressive if you're doing dealing with tertiary copies of data, or it could be uh, the snapshot only if you're doing with production volumes. Um, and then doing backup off of the AFF and onto an object store, that's where it starts making sense. So, Semyon, you know, earlier you mentioned that you support NAS and you support um, some other use cases as well, but I didn't hear anything about SAN. Is that something that you can do on your own if you set up a NAS share to like your LUN or is that something that you just sh shouldn't do? You should wait for it to be supported. So currently what, what we have is integration with Snap Center and that way you can protect databases and virtual machines and, and to move into other places and protect those types of data as well. Okay, so it sounds like we have a solution for, for SAN workloads. So at least there's something there to help us protect those as well. Yeah. Um, I do want to amplify what Simeon said. I think an all NetApp solution, uh, so on tap storage grid plus cloud manager, cloud backup, um, simplifies you know, financial and support operations and vendor management. It is difficult to, to deal with multiple vendors. It's a lot easier when you have a single interface. And I believe we have significant financial incentives to do this as well. If you think about cloud tiering or fabric pool, it's free when you use on-tap and storage grid, and there are additional incentives for, for using storage grid as the target for cloud backup. 
So, Simeon, you know, a lot of great stuff covered here today. If I wanted to find more information about Cloud Backup or even get a, a hold of a copy of that to try it out, where would I do that? Yeah, I think the easiest way to do it is go to cloud.netup.com and search for Cloud Backup. You can see there the information about the product and a lot of resources that you can dive in and get additional information. I would like also to mention that we have a special promotion specifically for Cloud Backup and Storage Reads, which make it very, very competitive in a level that you just can't resist to, to such pricing. And so I encourage the listeners to approach the NetApp account or contact us via cloud.netup.com and to hear more about that. And of course, there's also option for free trial from the same link. And Tudor, uh, what about you? Where can we find more information about not just Cloud Backup, but also Storage Grid? Storagegrid.com would uh, would get you access to the most up-to-date collateral on, on Storage Grid. You guys got to stop making these easy-to-find locations for information. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> I want you to read off a giant URL with like the all the the key data and stuff in it, like that's <laughs> the long strings. Cool. So that'll be easy well, enough to put into well, the blog there. Um, uh, again, uh, Semyon, if we want to reach you, how do we do that? Um, over my email, semyon.netup.com or LinkedIn, Semyon Mazzo. All right. And Tudor? Uh, if, you start, if you type storagegrid.com, it redirects to netup.com forward slash data dash storage forward slash storage grid slash question mark ref underscore source equal redirect dash storage grid. And that's how you get a hold um, of Tudor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> My email, tutor.pasquid.com. All right, excellent, cool. Um, no redirectors there for Tutor, just a straight-up email address. All right, awesome. So sounds like we've covered a lot of good stuff here. Uh, again, if you have questions, be sure to reach out to Semyon and Tutor and find out more about the uh, cloud backup and storage grid integration. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via techcontactpodcast.com. If you'd like to share today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Sammy Mazur and Tudor Pasquier for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.